You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Extended version here uh, with you until 1230. What follows me? It'll be the 76ers and Bucks game on uh, ESPN Radio. Ooh, okay. All right. Well, good thing we got Mo Hamilton joining us. Mo, how you doing? Not too bad. Not too bad. I hope you guys are doing all right as well on this uh, frigid afternoon in Gotham. <laughs> I haven't been out yet. Is it? Is it? Is it cold? Is it really cold out there? I mean, I've I've had worse. I've had worse, you know. But you know, I got that Caribbean blood, Anita. You know what I mean? So for me, anything <laughs> less than forty, and I'm like, man, where's my scarf? You know what I mean? <laughs> who you, who who are you talking to? This girl's from the three hundred five. True. Um, we're, uh, we're, we're thrilled to have you on. Appreciate you making the time for us. Let's talk about the Knicks again. Uh, unfortunate loss against the Boston Celtics last night, but I think, you know, I, I was anticipating it with all due respect to the yeah. Knicks. Like, you know, this is a Boston team, one of the healthiest teams right now in the NBA. I mean, they came in, uh, no players were listed on the injury report. Meanwhile, the Knicks, uh, they've got three starters, uh, that are, yeah. Inactive, OG, Julius Randle, and, and, and Mitch Robinson. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for sure. If the Knicks found a way to win that game, that probably would have been the, the most feel-good win of the season, all things considered. But, um, you know, just, just like you said, Anita, the Knicks are a little banged up right now. And if I'm a Knicks fan, honestly, you know, my biggest concern is Julius Randle because as good as this team has looked and, you know, obviously they have better depth than they did prior to the trade deadline, the fact of the matter is that when the game slows down in the postseason and when you find yourself cross-matched against a coach like a Nick Nurse or, uh, you know, a Doc Rivers or whoever it ends up being for the Knicks, they're going to need some guys who can play some heroic basketball, you know. And I think for the most part, we really downplay the importance of head coaching adjustments and heroic basketball in the postseason. So, uh, to be successful, to win a conference, you know, you need you need at least two or three guys that are capable of playing heroic basketball. That's a term I just made up right now. Um, but if you look at the teams like the Celtics and the Nuggets and even a team like the Lakers, you know, those teams all have multiple guys that are capable of bailing you out with some big shots at the end of, of the shot clock or big shots at the end of games. And for the Knicks, Julius Randle, if he's not 1A, he's 1B, right? So if you take him out... And if he's not there, and even if he is there, but he's not close to 100%, it really compromises everything that you're able to do as a basketball team. So right now, that's, that's my biggest concern if I'm a Knicks fan, is the health of Julius Randle, whether or not he's going to be able to return this season. And if he is able to return, how close to 100% he will be. You know, here's another thing, and, and I mentioned this yesterday, I mentioned it again today, and, and that is, you know, realistically, you know, what do you think the timetable is going to be? Like, like, you know, we've seen all these amazing parts, right, that, that we know this Knicks team has now, but they haven't all played together because, because of health issues. So once everybody is healthy, what do you think that transition, that growth period is going to be, Moak? I don't think it'll be too long. Uh, there, there certainly will be a, a little bit of an, of an adjustment period. But um, I think the big thing is that with, you know, Alec Burks and, and uh, you know, Bogdanovich, these are guys that are used to playing in systems that are dominated by other pieces. 
Um, these are not necessarily guys that have come into their situation in New York expecting to play 30 minutes or getting 14 shots a game or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, I think that for the most part, when you have those extended adjustment periods, Anita, it's really when you're inserting guys who are at the top of a rotation, you know, um, guys who are now going to become the third option on the offensive end or something like that. And even with OG and Anobi, um, he's been out for a while, but there at least is a decent sample size of what the team looks like with him in the lineup. And even though he's capable offensively, uh, he's not really someone, again, who, who's coming in there and expecting calls to be, uh, plays to be called for him or to be able to dominate the ball on the offensive end. So I don't really think the, the transition period, I mean, I think if these guys have maybe, you know, eight games, um, ten games, I think that you would feel pretty comfortable going into the postseason with that being a rotation and with that sort of being your sample size of what to expect. Um, aside from that, you know, like I said, I think that there is a sample size of, of Randall playing with Ananobi, and I think that those two guys will probably have the biggest adjustment, well, once they're brought back. But there should be some, some ex, uh, extent of muscle memory there, right? Um, and then, you know, you'll see Precious Achua and Josh Hart probably go back to playing uh, what available minutes there are off the bench. And I think that the pieces will kind of click back into place a little more naturally. So I'm not expecting that these guys will need, you know, 15 games or upwards of 15 games to kind of figure things out. I think eight to 10 games, you'll be pretty good. Um, and taking a look at the Eastern Conference, Mo Hamilton joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. Um, I, I think everybody's in agreement, right? Boston's running away with it. Uh, they will have the number mm-hmm. one seed. Um, I, I know Donovan Mitchell is dealing with, with an illness since the All-Star break. Not sure if he's going to play later on uh, today against the Wizards, but I still have them winning. Uh, the Bucks. they bring in Doc Rivers. You know, well, what's their adjustment period? Will they get better? Will they get worse? The Knicks, and I shared this earlier, seven of their next eight games are at home. Uh, right in, in the middle of that, uh, they they do have a, a game in Cleveland. But those eight games are going up against Detroit, Atlanta, the 76ers twice. Of course, the 76ers without Embiid. Uh, your, your thoughts on, you know, how well the Knicks team can do right now with with what they have, waiting anxiously for OG and Randall to get back into the rotation. Do you think they, they have enough right now and with what the schedule is presenting to them the next eight games that maybe they, they can surpass the Bucks, Maybe they can surpass the, the, the Cleveland Cavaliers with what they have, or is that wishful thinking? Well, I mean, the Cavs are just playing so well right now that, uh, well, at least they were before Mitchell um, missed those games with illness, as you mentioned. Um, let me put it this way. As, as we speak right now, so first of all, you're correct. They are in a pretty soft part of the schedule right now. They do have a decent amount of home games coming up. And you do expect that even without Randall and even without Ananobi and even being shorthand, these guys have proven that they're able to play some pretty good basketball and, more importantly, play some pretty good defense. So if I'm, if I'm Tom Thibodeau, I'm going into every one of these games thinking that I have enough to win and that I should have the opportunity to come out of this stretch, you know, the next seven-game stretch you want to look at. I mean, why, why shouldn't I be able to go 5-2 and two in this stretch? Why shouldn't I be able to go 6-1? and one? I mean, that's what I'm thinking if I'm the head coach. Now, obviously, they need to keep all of the pieces that they do have on the court. Like, everyone needs to be healthy. 
and you will need Jalen Brunson to continue to play at an MVP level to come out of that stretch anywhere near as good as five and two or six and one. But is it possible? Yes, it is possible. And, and what I would also say is probably extra motivation for the Knicks. Is, so, yeah, I mean, they're two games behind Milwaukee for the third seed, and getting that third seed would be great for a couple of reasons. Um, I think one of the big reasons is that, in theory, you'd be able to avoid the Celtics until the Eastern Conference Final, which I think most teams jockeying for uh, you know two or three like would probably thinking, be thinking along those lines. But uh, more importantly, you know, obviously, if you head into the postseason as the fourth seed, you have home court advantage in the first round. As it stands right now, the Knicks would be cross-matched against the 76ers in the first round. Uh, you could certainly make an argument that that would feel like seven home games for the Knicks, the way that Knicks fans typically show up in Philadelphia. But you would still rather have four of those games be in your building than to have four of them be in Joel Embiid's building, considering that Embiid is likely to be back by the postseason. So as we as we speak right now, Anita, the Knicks are half games of a they have a half game lead on the Sixers for that fourth seed. So those games against the Sixers that you mentioned are obviously will have paramount importance uh, as it relates to home court in the first round. So, you know, I think that these guys are going to be motivated. I think they realize what's at stake here. Because just like a half game up on the Sixers, they're only two games up on the Pacers for the seventh seed, right? And we all know if you fall down to seventh, then you end up in the play-in. And at that point, there's no guarantee you even qualify for the postseason. So I think you'll see a very motivated bunch. And I know that's a very long answer, but I expect the next seven-game, eight-game stretch, uh, if I'm the Knicks, I'd be thinking that I can win five or six of these games, and I think that you'll see them approach it just like that. Uh, taking a look at the West, uh, the T Wolves uh, and, and and OKC, you know, they're at the top, and, and both of them playing really, really, really good basketball. I, I love Minnesota. I love watching them play. Um, I just think that they check so many boxes on the defensive side of the court and on the offensive side of the court as well. The Clippers, Denver, sitting there at four. Then you got the Pelicans, Dallas. Outside looking in, if the season was to end today in the play-in, the Kings, the Suns, the Lakers, and the Warriors. I actually don't think the Lakers make it into the postseason. And if they do make it into the play-in, I don't think they get out of the play-in. I mean, they very well, if if things continue the, going the way they are right now and LeBron James dealing with this ankle issue, you know, their play-in could be in, in Golden State, you know, at Golden State. So, yeah. you know, what, what are your thoughts here in the West? Who do you, who who like who do you like coming out of the West right now based on what you've seen so far, Moke? Yeah, I mean that's you know we could talk about the Western Conference for for a half hour by itself. We could talk about the Lakers, uh, you know, for a half hour by itself. As far as the the conference as a whole, I mean I'm not I'm not going to sleep on the Nuggets. You know, I'm definitely not going to sleep on the Nuggets. And as well as the Timberwolves and the Thunder have played, the main thing I actually said this on another program on on Friday, Anita. For the most part. You know, I feel like every year or two, we see a young upstart team come and play very well in the regular season. But things are just different in the playoffs, man. You know, things are different. Like I said, the game slows down. You find yourself cross-matched against one team for seven games. And in those scenarios, the, the, the best hero and the best coach typically come out on top. So not to say that I don't think that, you know, Shea Gilgis-Alexander or – 
or, um, you know, Cat or Anthony Edwards are capable of playing that type of heroic basketball. But I tend to give the benefit of the doubt to the guys that I've seen do it and the guys that I've seen been there and the guys that I have seen sort of emerge from those trenches victorious. You know what I mean? So for me, um, you know, in the, in the East, I like the Celtics. In the West, I like the Nuggets. And if you're asking me to, you know, give you another team or two out West that I think has a chance to make some noise and score an upset, I certainly would not put anything past Dallas. Uh, just because, you know, with Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic, I think that they're going to cause fits for any team that they find themselves matched up against. And the Clippers, you know, you can argue that over the past maybe four four to six weeks, the Clippers have been playing some of the best basketball across the entire uh, association. So if I'm the Lakers, if I'm a Laker fan, yes, I'm definitely concerned about the Lakers. If they end up in the play-in, which it seems they will, there is no guarantee that they escape. And even if they do get out of it, then they have the Thunder potentially in the first round as sort of like a best-case scenario. And while I wouldn't say that they have no shot against the Thunder, I think those young legs will definitely cause some fits for LeBron James and and his crew. So, yeah, I mean, definitely an interesting uh, scenario that we have shaking out in the Western Conference. I like Denver. I'm interested in seeing where the Lakers land. And, I do want to see if this ends up being a coming out party for either Shea or Anthony Edwards because the sky definitely seems to be the limit for both of those young players. Mo Hamilton joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. Just a few minutes left uh, in this segment, so I just want to tee up some some futures award bets with you. Um, MVP, Jokic right now minus 140, SGA plus 220, uh, Luka sitting there at 6-1, to one. Tatum 20-1. to one. 20 to one Tatum's having an amazing season uh, is, you know, of course uh, the Joker this week, triple double against every team in the NBA. One of, I think three or four players to ever do it. I think that solidified the deal, but uh, to get it at minus minus one forty, is, is it a done deal that uh, the Joker wins the MVP or are you going to take a flyer on someone else? You know, uh, First of all, I mean, I will say that I should I should be taking the betting advice from you, Nita, because you you seem to be the one hitting up more than anybody else around here, man. But um, I will say it is super duper interesting. I mean, I know Jokic is the favorite, uh, but you know, if the Nuggets end up as the fourth seed in the Western Conference, you know, are you gonna vote for him over Shea or over Anthony Edwards? I mean, I think most people probably will because. You know, as much as we like to act like the voting happens in a box, it really doesn't, right? Like a lot of guys who have these votes, they cast them based on a lot of things. Sometimes it's lifetime achievement. Sometimes it's writing a past wrong. Like there's really no specific criteria. And there's no demerit if you decide to take other things into account when casting your vote than just that season that has been played. So there are a lot of guys out there that think that Jokic should have won the award last season. And I think that for that reason, some of them will probably cast votes for him this season. Um, I think all things considered, he probably does end up walking away with the award. I think it's difficult to argue that he's not the best and most effective player in the NBA today. The only thing I will say about that is I think that Shea Gilgis-Alexander and Jason Tatum, I think they each have a great case to be made, more so for Shea if the Thunder somehow end up winning 
the Western Conference, which is certainly in the realm of possibility right now. The only issue with those two is I just think that the perception is that they each have a lot of help. You know, they, the perception is that they each have a lot of help on their teams and that if you took either one of them away, obviously their teams would not be at the top of the conference, but they still would be formidable based on the contributions that we've seen from others on their team. As far as Jokic is concerned, I think if you take him away from the Nuggets, again, just the perception, I think most people think that they would be a, a playing team, if not out of it altogether. Whether that's right or not, you know, I don't have a crystal ball, I can't say, but that's the way that I see it. So I think I like Jokic, and if I'm going to take a flyer, I would I would probably be looking at Shea, and I'd be looking at Tatum. Shea second, Tatum third, I think. I think that's how I see it. Moke, always great having you on the show, my friend. Uh, really do appreciate your time, as always. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday fun day. Uh, quick break, we come back, we'll end the show strong, uh, right here on 98.7 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Anita Marks with you on this Sunday. Well, now it's the afternoon, Tom. Tom's been producing, uh, writing next to me the entire show, doing a phenomenal job uh, because he's been writing solo. So, uh, you know, again, a different Sunday vibe than we're used to. Uh, talking really everything, football, basketball, men's college hoops. Uh, by the way, uh, shame on me, should have mentioned 
Um, hold on. Iowa is uh, game lines. Iowa's back in action today. Here's another wager for you. Um, Caitlin Clark is on a mission to surpass Pistol Pete in the number of points uh, he's he's been able to uh, he, he put up in his college career. So um, I want to say she's I can't remember off the top of my head. Anyway, she's got three games. She went up against Indiana the other day and they quote unquote shut her down. Okay. Held her to, you know, below 30 points. That's shutting Caitlin Clark down. Um, so in order for her to do it in the regular season, air quotes, you can't see me. Um, she's going to need to ball out. So she's going up against Illinois today. Her over under uh, point total is 33 and a half. I'm going over here. She's got to come back firing real strong, really ticked off about how physical Indiana played her the other day. So this might be one of my favorites. Somebody on Twitter said, Anita, what's your, what's your best bet today? This might be it. Caitlin Clark over 33 and a half points today against Illinois. Again, she is chasing pistol Pete to put up the most, uh, points in, uh, in, in a collegiate career. Okay. So, um, so I'm, I'm rolling with that today. I already gave you, I'm on FAU. I'm on Purdue. I do like Cleveland over Washington. Those are my, my, those are my plays. Here's another one, fun one for you. Uh, just food for thought here. And for all those financial advisors out there in New York city, you're probably like, good thing you're not in our business, Anita, but just for poops and giggles, Tom, right now, Wimbenyama to win rookie, to me, it's a lock. To me, death taxes. Hopefully, you got yours in already. And Wimby to win rookie of the year. Minus 700 now. It, used, it was minus 600 yesterday. It's now minus 700 today. For every $1 million you put down, you get back $143,000. If you had Drake kind of money, would you do it? Would you lay that, Tom? I oh, would. Absolutely not. I would not bet a million dollars on anything. I, I'm not that much of a bet of a betting man. But uh, I said by said if you have the Drake kind of flow. Yes, and even then I'd still be a little bit more conservative with the cash. I mean, I would I bet on it? Sure, why not? Just for fun, but maybe not a million dollars. You're a guaranteed. You're guaranteed. I think it's a guarantee. I think it's a lock. $143,000 back. Anyway, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. Really do appreciate it. It's all our guests. Uh, enjoy the rest of your Sunday fun day. I'm back next Friday night, 9 o'clock right here on 98.7 ESPN.